Big Takes is a podcast from BCA Research, informing investors with straightforward, actionable analysis of macro and market events. Hi there, and welcome to the Quick Takes podcast. I'm your host, Rakaya Ibrahim, strategist at BCA Research. This past week was packed with important central bank meetings with the Fed, ECB, and the Bank of England all agreeing to continue tightening monetary policy. Now, the housing market, which is one of the most interest rate sensitive sectors of the economy, has already been weakening following last year's aggressive pace of rate hikes. But a key question facing investors going forward is whether the deteriorating housing market spells trouble for the broader economy. So this week, my colleague Peter Berezin is joining me to discuss the outlook for both U.S. and global housing markets and the implications for the broader economy. Peter heads up BCA's Global Investment Strategy Service. Welcome to the podcast, Peter. Thanks for joining. It's my pleasure. So data released earlier this week shows that house prices fell on a month-on-month basis for the fifth consecutive month in November. That's not all very surprising. After all, the Fed and other major central banks have been hiking interest rates aggressively. However, what's interesting is that more timely data are not as dire. So for example, according to the latest NAHB housing market index, home builder sentiment has actually improved recently. And mortgage applications surged earlier in January, although the latest data shows that they have declined since. So I guess my question here is, do you think that this is just a blip in the data, maybe due to easing capacity constraints facing these home builders, and that there is more housing weakness coming? Or is it possible that with bond yields and mortgage rates now falling, we've already seen the worst of the housing downturn? And how would you expect the Fed to respond to signs that the housing market is more resilient? Well, home prices in the U.S. and in most countries are still very high in relation to incomes and rents. So it would be quite sensible to assume that uh, prices will decline, at least in real terms, over the next few years. Uh, But the pace of that decline may not be especially strong given that at least in the at least in the US there is a shortage of homes if you look at the homeowner vacancy rate back in 2007 it was at record high today it's at a record low home builders have not built enough new homes to keep up with household formation for 15 years the average age of US homes now stands at 31 years which is the highest since 1948. And even if you look at the change in home prices, uh, the pace of the decline actually moderated a bit in the latest reading. So housing is weakening, but it's not weakening that quickly. And even if prices do slide over the long term, I suspect that home construction, home sales will stabilize long before that. And as you mentioned, Rakaya, mortgage applications have picked up, pending home sales have picked up, home builder confidence looks as though it's bottomed. I would also add that if you look at consumer buying intentions for homes, this is data that's produced by the conference board every month, that really has increased a lot and is not 
that low anymore. In fact, that number is well above kind of uh, where it was over the last five years or so. Uh, so the bottom line, I think, is housing isn't weakening very quickly. And because it's the most interest rate sensitive sector of the economy, that kind of tells me that a recession may not be imminent. Right. And on that point, uh, in a 2007 paper, the economist Edward Lemer famously wrote that housing is the business cycle. Uh, He had the word is in capital letters. Uh, Mm -hmm. And through his research, he found that residential investment is a component of GDP that gives the best early warning sign of a recession. So putting in mind what you just said, uh, there are two questions here. First of all, do you believe that housing still is the business cycle? And second of all, Are you concerned about the outlook for the economy? You mentioned that the supply situation is likely going to support housing going forward. But at the same time, if you take a look at the Q4 GDP release for the U.S. that came out last week, it showed that residential investment declined by 26.7% in Q4. Um, So do you think that is raising a red flag about the broader economic outlook? Um, so, so housing uh, is the business cycle in the sense that housing is the most interest rate sensitive sector of the economy. So when the Fed is trying to slow the economy by raising rates, housing is always the sector that takes it on the chin. What's surprising this time around is that housing actually hasn't weakened more than uh, one might have expected. And as I said, you know, given that mortgage rates seem to have stabilized. Uh, In fact, they're fallen a little bit over the last few months. There's a very close correlation between changes in mortgage rates and the contribution of residential investment to GDP growth, the number that you just cited. Uh, Given that mortgage rates have been basically flattened down, that historic relationship suggests that housing starts and residential investments will will probably stabilize and certainly not make a sharply negative contribution to growth like they did in uh, Q4. And then sort of beyond that, I, I would say that Construction is just one channel through which housing affects the economy. Uh, Housing also affects the economy uh, by influencing consumption, by influencing the health of banks and their ability to lend. Both of those two other channels uh, also look a lot less worrisome today in the United States than they have in the past, particularly on the uh, consumption side. So during the last you know, housing bubble, homeowners took out a huge amount of credit using uh, HELOCs, home equity lines of credit. And then as home prices began to decline, they were forced to pay back those loans, causing them to stop spending. This time around, as home prices recovered after 2012, homeowners did not take on home equity lines of credit. In fact, they continued to pay them down to the point that the outstanding stock of HELOC balances had fallen to about 1% uh, as of last year, uh, 1% of GDP. And so even if home prices do slide, there will be a negative wealth effect from that, but households aren't going to have to increase their savings very much to pay back those loans because they've already been paid back. And then, of course, on the financial stability side, banks are in good health, and so they're not likely to stop lending to the broader economy if home prices do slide. 
Okay, so that's a little bit reassuring for the situation in the US. But what about the housing situation in other countries? Of course, the Fed is not alone in raising interest rates aggressively. The ECB, BOC, BOE, RBNZ, RBA, they all tightened policy aggressively uh, over the past year or so. And actually, housing markets there, uh, the house prices have increased quite substantially during the pandemic. So what's your assessment of the housing market abroad? And do you think that they are more or less vulnerable than the U.S. real estate market? They're much more vulnerable. And that's sort of an important point to stress that the U.S., uh, as, as bad as you know, some of the issues that are purported to haunt the U.S. housing market are, they're much, much worse abroad. So if you look at valuation levels, the U.S. is expensive, but many other economies, particularly smaller economies such as Canada, Australia, New Zealand, like the, more, the, the Nordic economies in, in Europe, they have much more expensive housing markets. And there are also economies where floating rate mortgages are a lot more common. So in the case of the U.S., the Fed is raising rates, mortgage rates have gone up. But unless you're someone who just bought a home recently, that's not going to affect you very much. But for a homeowner in a place like Canada, where even the fixed rate mortgages typically reset every three to five years, the impact of higher interest rates is going to be felt a lot more quickly and a lot more uh, painfully. Well, thanks a lot for joining me this week, Peter. It was great talking to you. Good to be on the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Quick Takes podcast. We'll be bringing you weekly quick takes with BCA strategists on a range of macro and market topics. So stay tuned for next week's episode.